At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous show for you as we had a tremendous week in the NFL, one that was very, very herky-jerky to say the least, and we've been noticing that it has been just a wild year in general. This one filled with quarterback question marks to say the least, so a lot to unpack, and we're going to be unpacking it with a great guest list. As joining me in 15 minutes, a man that covers every single betting market pretty much in the universe as we're going to have in 15 minutes, Dave Tooley. He does great work here at the network. He's going to be breaking down some of the trends that we're seeing in the NFL. We're also going to be talking with him about some of the things that he likes for week 11, because while you're taking a look at week 10, while we're reacting to all of this, I do think that it is very important to take a look at some of these opening lines, some of these look at lines, because that's where you can find a just whole bunch of value. We're going to be talking about that with Dave in about 15 minutes. And then, In terms of this wild NFL Week 10, we're going to be getting a behind-the-counter view in about 30 minutes. Wayne Colucci does a great job with the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. He's going to be joining me. Our number two, the Westgate 2020 Super Contest Champion, that would be David Baker. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be reacting to all that we saw in NFL Week 10 with him and taking a look forward to Week 11 with him as well. And then we're going to be doing the same in our number three with Megan Payton of Wager Talk along with Albert Wynn of, he is better known as the analytics capper. So we've got a lot going on. And just in terms of this week in the NFL, 
finally we were able to get some overs to come through. So that was pretty solid as it's been very much an under season. And we noticed that even just during the 2021 season where right around, I would say about 54% of games one under this year, it's been right around 59% of games going under, but you know what? We were able to get some higher scoring games today as by my count, we had more overs and unders with six overs and five unders. So you can take them however you can get them on that front. But with that said, I think that what we saw was a little bit of a return as well to some of the old Wiley veterans, 45 year old Tom Brady. He played in, I believe now his fourth different country because I know he played a game in Mexico, obviously the United States, London, now Germany. So that's a record for any quarterback that if you exclude the NFL Europe and things of that nature, but he was able to get it done against Seattle in a game that just really wasn't as close as the final score would indicate the Seahawks. They put in two touchdowns late and that was a big theme from what we saw on Sunday as well, just as the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to get into them in a minute, but you saw them be able to rise up. That was a very big and important win for a Buccaneers team that now on five and five has complete control of the NFC South. And then you also saw that with the Green Bay Packers, a team that, oh, so badly needed a win. Five straight losses. Looked like the season was pretty much done for them when they were down 14 points going into the fourth quarter. And then lo and behold, Dak Prescott throws that interception. The Dallas Cowboys had that big lead and a defense that all season long has been able to rise up. They were unable to do so as Christian Watson, three touchdowns for the Green Bay Packers. And it leads you to sort of the two things that which one is closer to it being because I always like to play things a little bit closer to the middle. And you've got two questions that arise from this Dallas Cowboys versus Green Bay Packers game. The one question is how much of it is Aaron Rodgers truly being back, being able to find it with his guys. And then the other question is, how much should we be a little bit concerned about the Dallas Cowboys as to what happened? Because with the Dallas Cowboys, what really costed them in this game was what we were seeing a little bit more in week one. And that would be Dak Prescott trying to do a little bit too much. 46 pass attempts, a little bit of this is due to the fact that the game went into overtime, but felt like the offense was trying to do a little bit too much. Mike McCarthy in his return to Green Bay felt like he was trying to feature his guy a little bit too much. Meanwhile, for the Green Bay Packers, Perhaps this is the turning point for them because they passed the ball 20 times and they ran it 39 times. Something that you really don't see a lot in the NFL, especially with having a quarterback that he's making $50 million this year. It's very, very uncommon on that front, but the Packers were able to utilize that to perfection and they were able to get the win. I personally think that it's just a case of which it's a little bit of an outlier and sometimes you get those. Sometimes you just get a little bit unlucky, a come up snake eyes. And I talk about the interceptions for Dak Prescott. You also did have a pair of fumbles for the Packers, both of which were by guys with the last name Rodgers, the Armani Rodgers muff punt. That was really the one that was not so great to say the least for the Green Bay Packers. But for the Packers, it was a game of which they badly needed and they were able to get it. And another question that we've got in terms of the NFL is, Who's going to be able to challenge those big three? And coming into Sunday, it was thought to be that the big three, and I've talked about this quite a bit, and I really do think that they're the top three teams in terms of the league this year. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs. It would be the Philadelphia Eagles along with the Buffalo Bills. Who would be able to challenge them? 
now I think that you've got some question marks with the Buffalo Bills as to everything that we have seen over the last two weeks with the injury to Josh Allen. I still remember during the game, I'm sure many of you guys caught this as well, when Josh Allen, I believe he had just thrown the interception. They just show him lying on the ground and everyone's just like, what in the world is going on here? And for Allen, did not look like himself. I think that's very fair to say. Pair of interceptions does go 29 of 43. So he still had some relatively solid numbers, but also just a case in which the Buffalo Bills need to be relying upon their halfbacks a little bit more. But is that team that can perhaps wreck the apple cart out of the top three that we were talking about, the Miami Dolphins, a team that I admit I personally should have put on my super contest card and said, I decide, you know what, we're going to go with the L.A. Rams because certainly with Kyler Murray being out of the fold, there's no way that the Rams can lose at home to the lowly Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, big L for me on that one. But the Dolphins, man, they look good with Tua Tagovailoa. And now the Dolphins, in games in which they have Tua start and finish the game, well, he did have in this game one straight pass attempt by Skyler Thompson, but I mean, Tua did not go out of this game or anything like that. They are now seven and zero, and this team looks locked and loaded. They bring in Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline. That is going to be a big help for the team. He had a half a sack in this game, as it necessarily made his presence completely felt with the Miami Dolphins. But also, they did a good job of getting a little bit of an under the radar get in Jeff Wilson. He became a little bit more expendable from the San Francisco 49ers after they picked up Christian McCaffrey. And in this game, he goes off for 119 yards. And in his two games with the Miami Dolphins, he's averaging a little bit over six yards per carry. It's just a Dolphins team that they have built themselves around speed. Even the other running back that you've got for the Dolphins team, he Mostert, he's very much a speedster. Ironically enough, he was with the San Francisco 49ers a few seasons ago as well. So, that is a big takeaway for me, and I just take a look at this Miami Dolphins team, and what I think you need to take a look at this season if you're looking for a team to be able to rise up, to perhaps offer a little bit of value both week to week and a little bit more towards the futures market is when you turn on the team and they're actually healthy because I do think that it's very fair to exclude the Dolphins games in which you had our good friend Mr. Thompson out there starting for this team. When you turn on the tape, of the Miami Dolphins and their whole. Do you, are you left saying that this team left a little bit to be desired, or are you pretty impressed? And every time I've turned on the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa started, I've been pretty impressed. I'm able to say that about one other team as well. They did not play on this Sunday, but the Baltimore Ravens, they're just that team that every single time they have hit the field this year, I say, you know what? This is a pretty solid team, a team that has led by double figures in every one of their games thus far this season. So I do think that that is something that you really take a look at. And I do think that those are the teams that have a little bit of value. And sometimes there's quite a bit of value in just going back to the well and taking a look at what has not been successful. Anyone that's been betting on the Denver Broncos knows exactly what I've been talking about because, well, with the Denver Broncos, it's been a sad and pathetic display for the team all season long. I wish I could put it any other way, but... They come up snake eyes once again, 17 to 10. The Tennessee Titans are able to get it done. I have no idea why the Tennessee Titans for pretty much all of the week were less than a field goal favorite in this game. And they made those that wanted to fade them pay as they were able to get it done by kind of 17 to 10. Not a sexy performance by any search of the imagination, though. You did get those two very nice touchdowns 
by Ryan Tannehill. I believe that he went to Westbrook on both of those and he had one of those go for 63 yards, but just a Tennessee Titans team that they continue to churn out wins. And I think we're seeing this year in the NFL. We always talk about quarterbacks. We always talk about the very explosive guys, but it's some of those things are a little bit under the radar. That could be the difference in this game between the Titans and the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, they've got the guy that has the longer track record as a quarterback currently not playing well. Let's call it what it is. Why do you think that he's not playing well? Coaching. This was about as much of a coaching mismatch as you're going to find when Urban Meyer and also, hmm, let's see here. Who is a worse coach than Nathaniel Hackett? Urban Meyer is the only one that I could think of. If you've got another one at you and Aaron Scordy one, because I think that putting Nathaniel Hackett as the second worst coach that we have seen this millennium is actually very, very fair. I was trying to think if Cliff Kingsbury is worse. I certainly would put Cliff Kingsbury ahead of him. Josh McDaniels is bad, but even Josh McDaniels isn't as big as of a moron as Nathaniel Hackett. But I mean, it's just night and day between these two teams. And with the Tennessee Titans, just the way that they are coached up, the way that they have been playing on defense, that is something to take a look at as well. I take a look at this AFC and I recognize that those top two teams are the Bills and the Chiefs, but the more I take a look at the Titans, the more I take a look at the Ravens, the more I take a look at the Miami Dolphins, the more that I think that this is a conference that is actually relatively open. I'm going to be talking about this with some of our guests on the show tonight, but very impressed by those teams and when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, I speak of that defense. This bunch, other than that game, which I gave up 41 points against the Buffalo Bills, 22 or fewer in every one of them. I guess they're feeling a little bit like Taylor Swift. But with that said, I'm feeling like we need some great information with Dave Tooley. He does amazing work here at the network. He joins me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete for your share of $55,000 in two different ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools, then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to get in for free. Hulu Plus Live TV TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And it is that time that we return back here to the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And it is great to be joined by our guests as we've got Dave Tooley on the line. He does a tremendous job tracking everything in terms of football, basketball, baseball, hockey. I'm sure that if they had betting lines on bowling, he would do that as well. I've been <laughs> wanting them to post up bowling for a very long time. They never have. But with that said, Dave, you're one of the hardest working men that we know. You do a great job here at the network. Always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun to uh, do the work when the, uh, the, the dogs keep barking. Uh, even though I had, I had the favorites and dogs splitting a six and six against the spread today. Uh, but uh, the uh, it looks like the favorite looks like the favorites were going to dominate. Uh, the favorites were six and two, including the game in Germany through the early slate of games. But then all three of the afternoon games uh, were all won by the dogs, the Colts, Packers, and Cardinals outright. And then the uh, Chargers covered on the on Sunday night. So yeah, favorites dogs six and six on the day. And I also had the over unders at six and six as well. Yep, you mentioned the fact that the underdogs have pretty much split today, but. With that said, if you were taking a look at the dogs on the money line, because a lot of these teams that they were right around 
three three and a half point underdogs they were able to win outright so that's a bunch of like one or plus 150 plus 155 caches in the case of the packers a little bit more because they were even a little bit more of an underdog than that you were able to make some nice coin and it's just really been the trend that we've been seeing all season these teams that have been north of a field goal underdog they just continue to hit yeah it's been a good good run for underdog betters like myself uh, yeah, my stats that I was quoting before. There's also that also includes the Steelers, who were a one and a half, two point favorite earlier in the week. They ended up closing as a one. I mean, underdogs early in the week. They ended up closing as a one point home favorite. So uh, that that was one where early, earlier betters actually got had another underdog winner there that went out right. Yeah, it's been incredible to take a look at these underdogs and also something else I was pointing out. And we talked about this a little bit off air. It's just the way that the unders have been cashing time and time again. And this could be the first week that we see more overs than unders. Take me through what you've all seen this season because you noted to me that there have been a couple weeks in which overs and unders have split, but there hasn't been a single week in which there have been more overs than unders. Here today, it was a relatively solid day for the overs, but overall for the week, we're sitting right at 500. Right. And actually, the unders lead 7-6 to six if you count the Thursday night game. So, oh, so the overs are still, so the overs are still not going to have an above 500 week. They have not had one all season. Yeah, I was flipping through my records earlier. Uh, there was at least one eight and eight week, and then there was also one week where there was um, two teams on a bye, only 15 games that went seven seven and one. And there was there was a push, and they went seven and seven. So the overs uh, didn't didn't go over that week either. Yeah, it's been a little bit better for overs this week, but all in all. They have been getting completely barbecued. And then well, the other game that we've got remaining for this week, it is Monday Night Football, and it involves another rather large underdog. This was one that I was actually considering for the Circa Millions contest and said, I went with the L.A. Rams. I get what I deserve for trusting in Matthew Stafford, perhaps starting, and or John Wolford to not be as woeful as the Arizona Cardinals. But that said, the Eagles, we're currently finding them as an 11-point favorite. Toronto's game is 43-and-a-half. I know oftentimes you've been doing quite a few, like, total and sort of spread teasers with regards to these Monday Night Football games. Sometimes you've got one leg remaining. Do you have anything in terms of this Monday Night Football game? Uh, I'm just going with a straight bet with the Commanders plus 11, and 11 points. Um, the, the Eagles have obviously having a great season. And they're five, they're five and three against spread, but they 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 do let teams stick around, and you know we we definitely saw that uh, with the Thursday night game against the uh, the Texans where they were fourteen point favorites and and didn't cover in their twenty nine seventeen win, and uh, I think the Commanders with the Taylor Heineke I think can 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 keep this one close, and even if they don't keep it close the whole way, I think Heineke is uh, good enough to get them a backdoor cover. If, if the Eagles were to let down late, double-digit dogs are eight and four against the spread the, uh, this year. Um, I, I was looking to bet the uh, um, against the Chiefs today with the Jaguars plus ten, but I never, never found a plus ten. It closed nine and a half, and uh, it ended up landing on ten. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I waited. But even if it had gone to ten, it would have just got a push. But uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, double-digit dogs, like you said, eight and four against the spread. Yep, and key numbers certainly have been key. Last week, I just still remember, 
six different games landed on three. I believe we only have one game land on three today. That would be the Green Bay Packers and the Cowboys game. And, well, it didn't matter what you bet on this one in terms of three. You were either going to win or lose because this number never got down to three. So we're all good there. But that said, something that I know that you love to do this time of week is while everyone's reacting to week 10 in the NFL and getting geared up for Monday Night Football, which no doubt always important to do, you're taking a look forward at week 11 and taking a look at some of these look at lines. I know that you're very much an underdog better. The biggest dog on the board is the Carolina Panthers. Take me through whether or not you're going to be taking the right now. I'm seeing 12 to 12 and a half with them because the Ravens are a team that has very much impressed me. And if there's a favorite that I might be willing to lay with, it is Baltimore just because in every one of their games this year, they have actually gotten off to a double digit lead. Uh, yes, that, that is very true, but uh, many of them, they've left the teams back in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that does give me the confidence here that they you know, take the Panthers plus the 12 and a half. Again, it's another double-digit double dog. Again, we, we see parity you know, every, every week in the NFL. And you know, the, the Panthers you know, were given up for dead when they traded Christian McCaffrey, but you know, they, they beat the Falcons on Thursday night when you know, the Falcons were tied for first place in the division. Uh, you know, <laughs> the NFC South is a mess. The, the Buccaneers are pulling out a win in Germany <laughs> to keep control of that division. But yeah, I th- I, yeah, I think the Panthers can uh, stay close. I haven't bet this one yet because again, I'm I'm wondering if maybe this might get bet up to you know 14 possibly. Yep, this is going to be a very interesting line to say the least because I don't think that there's going to be a lot of steam coming in on the Carolina Panthers. It's been a relatively lean year for them, and then this is one that just catches my attention as well. The Lions that I'm seeing in a lot of spots are right around a four-point underdog as they're going to be taking on the Giants. The Giants, they get it done again, but every time I watch this team, I am not necessarily overly impressed with them. Now, credit where credit is due. They just keep cranking out these wins, and that's more than what can be said about some of these teams in the NFL. You just take a look around. You've got star quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers that find themselves at 500 or less. Meanwhile, the Giants, they just continue to find a way, and coaching certainly has been there for them. But what do you make out of this game? Because the Lions... Well, they gave up quite a few points, but their offense was able to do just enough to get it done on Sunday. Right. And the, uh, yeah, the Lions, well, well, first of all, I, I lost to the Texans going against the Giants today. Uh, we're disappointed there that they that they couldn't uh, cl- close the gap. But I have much more confidence in, in, in the Lions. Uh, I actually bet this at the plus four at Circa. Uh, I you know, see uh, several plus three and a halfs out there, so... I think uh, I think the time to bet that is now in case it comes down. But yeah, the, the Lions' offense, you know, early in the year they're number one in the league. Uh, they had that one little slump there where they got shut out. And but you know, they, they're definitely back on offense. So again, I think they can get into a shootout and, and outscore the Giants. And would be remiss to say that now we're seeing a little bit of a divide between the three and halfs and the fours as well. So we've seen this come down in a few books from four to three and a half. So. I would say shop around on that one. And then with the Indianapolis Colts, very intriguing bunch. They get a win when Jeff Saturday comes in. As we know, typically when you've got a new coach, they get a little bit fired up, the guys do. And they were fired up for Jeff Saturday. I also think that a little bit of indictment on where Vegas is as well. But that said, I know that with the Colts, you're finding them between a nine to nine and a half point home underdog against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to be coming off of short week, coming off of Monday Night Football. And, 
I feel like this one is a little bit too steep, and I think that you're going to agree with me on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the Colts. Um, I haven't bet it yet, but I think I'm going to bet it uh, before the, the Monday night game. Um, Colts plus nine and a half. I, I even wrote in my column the two loose takes today on the vcin.com website uh, against the Raiders. I wanted to bet, bet the Colts, but and I even said if Matt Ryan were starting, I would take them. Well, I, I never, I never, never saw the word uh, before game time that, that that he was starting. I was running around this morning, and uh, so I kind of was kicking myself. I, I didn't bet them, but yeah, I, I think you know the Colts are definitely better with him. Um, like you said, sometimes teams with a new coach, everyone's motivated to try and show the, show the new coaching staff what they got. So I and, and the Eagles, you know, you know, like Monday night. I hope to let people stay around. Yep, I do think that it's an interesting spot, and it's always great to get Dave Tooley aboard. He does amazing work here at the network. And coming up next, we go behind the counter. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Racing Sportsbook going to be joining me to take a look at what we all got in Week 10 here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Ball sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, basketball fan, or something else, they've got a little bit of something for everyone, as every week you get new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Kit, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by our guest, Swain Clucci, one of the most friendly men in Las Vegas. He is the Rampart Race and Sportsbook Director. And, Dwayne, it is always a pleasure to have you on every one of these Sundays to take a look at all the action and how you guys fare. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, as always, Greg. Love to share the information. You know that, especially with you guys. I always love having you aboard to do so, and Dwayne, how did you guys come out this week? Because it felt like because there was a split on favorites and underdogs, you did see a few of those underdogs went outright, which helped out a little bit, but felt like sort of a week in which if you guys won, it was relatively small. If you guys lost, it was relatively small. Sort of one of those meh sort of weeks. Yeah, definitely. It was one of those give a little, take a little, you know, back and forth weeks without a doubt. You know, Saturday was great. It was awesome. The handle was up there again. But, uh, you know, this Sunday after the morning games, it was real close. You know, we were up a little after the Tampa Bay game. And then it just proceeded to, uh, you know, be difficult on both sides, the bookmakers and the public. You know, you did have teams like Pittsburgh where the public had strong backing. They came through. And then you did have other games where, you know, a lot of people were backing the Bears and they were they collapsed late basically and uh, Detroit took it right to them and we did have a lot of two-way action on some of these games despite underdogs winning straight up you know a lot of people were definitely teasing and parlaying the Giants early and Kansas City was a very popular pick and they were able to get home although it was only by a half you know it's still when you're dealing with all those teasers and the handle Greg it becomes where you have liability on the afternoon games and uh, the afternoon we made a 
little uh, bit of a comeback, naturally. A lot of parlays and teasers tied into the Raiders, as usual. Uh, you know, definitely Arizona was another game that uh, it worked out in our favor without Kyla Murray or Stafford playing. That was a weird play game. And then you had good two-way action on the Dallas game. So it, it worked out, but it wasn't nothing massive this weekend, Greg. Yep, it's been sort of a strange thing to take a look at in terms of the favorites and the underdogs thus far this season because it's just been all about these big underdogs being able to come through as well. We did see quite a few being able to do so, and it just feels like Sunday Night Football always turns out to be solved for you guys because we had another hefty underdog that got steamed up because for much of the week we were seeing the Chargers as a seven-point underdog. They go to eight, and you know what? The eight, it was critical, and it came through for the Chargers. And would you say that it's really been the primetime games that have really been some of the best ones for you guys? Because I notice every week the favorite gets some money, and well, the favorite more often than not has been coming up snake eyes. Yeah, and we were quite lucky that Mitchell slipped there right at the end because they were looking to punch it in and cover. So you had a unique situation where the 49ers couldn't kneel out the clock, basically, so they had to put, uh, you know, a fourth, an offensive effort, and they almost punched the ball in after the Chargers were covering the whole game, the whole night. So that was an interesting game. It seemed a little different for uh, Herbert after he took that hit to the head. He wasn't as effective, and it seemed that the Chargers sort of went away Away from the game plan and they were looking more to run the ball with Eckler and play a little small ball but the 49ers defense total credit shut the charges out in the second half and that was amazing and the 12 nothing uh you know second half for the 49ers just wasn't enough and you had a missed extra point again that did play into our favor so a lot of happenings there the game was pushed up to eight because like I preach time and time again Greg you always have so much teaser and parlay liability and mostly to the favorite you try to get a little more buyback on a team like the Chargers and that was a, a really well-played game I must say but the Chargers definitely fell apart in the second half and I think the uh, Herbert hit to the head had a lot to do with it especially where he couldn't complete that drive before the end of the second half so uh, you know credit to the 49ers defense and yeah the primetime games have worked out well for the books in Las Vegas this season so far. And being out here in Las Vegas, as we know, the Raiders, they are a little bit new to the area. But with that said, the Raiders have been having a very, very disappointing season. How was this game bet between the Colts and the Raiders? Because it involved the late change going back to Matt Ryan, which I'll be honest with you, I did not know about until like literally minutes before the game. I don't think that there were a lot of people that knew of this change as well. But with the Colts being able to come through outright, I know being out here in Las Vegas, we do have... Quite a few folks that have taken a liking to the new team and people that maybe have moved in from California that they're back in the Raiders as well. How have they been faring for you just overall for this season? And how did this game get bet in particular? Because I think that this was the most strange of the Raiders games prior to the kickoff this season. Yeah, definitely. You know, we did get a little sharp action because of the announcement of Ryan, uh, you know, actually starting at quarterback, and we made adjustments. I know Chris made adjustments over at South Point, but at my shop at the Rampart, I'll be honest with you, Greg, everybody parlays the Raiders, and they really come out and enjoy this team, and they've been backing them the whole season. And I mean, it's 2-7. and seven. Their spread record is horrible. They're not performing up to par. I mean, there was so much scrutiny of the Saturday hiring, and 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people were against it, a high school coach and an analysis guy, uh, you know, who's crunching numbers. And now all of a sudden he's thrown into the fire as a head coach in the NFL. But they were able to outplay the Raiders. And the Raiders made a lot of mistakes, and they made Ryan look good at times. So, uh, you know, there's got to be a lot of soul searching. You saw Carr. He broke down. He was very emotional after the loss. You know, Devontae Adams has got to be furious, you know, with this team's performance thus far. And, uh, you know, Jacobs has been the one bright spot, but Taylor ripped off 147 yards in his first game back, and that's unacceptable. I mean, even though the Raiders actually won the second half, they outscored them, I believe, 13-12, they were behind. And when you're behind at home, it's just such a bad feeling. You can't really get the crowd to rally because they're expecting the same old routine, which is playing out week in and week out. The Raiders are just not the team they were last year, and now you have to question the McDonald's. Daniel hiring as well. Uh, you know, Visaccia did a decent job towards the end of the season. I mean, they were a playoff team last year, and now they're nowhere near. I believe they have a 1% chance, Craig, of making the playoffs. But at my shop, it's been very favorable, the outcomes. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say it because there's so many Las Vegas fans, and I'm in Las Vegas, but they're definitely turning a profit for us at the Rampart and South Point. No doubt about it. It has been a terrible year for the Las Vegas Raiders, to say the least. So many blown leads as well. It's just time and time again. These guys not being able to come up clutch. And we shall see if Monday Night Football is going to bear some fruit for you guys as well. As we've got ourselves the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. Most places have this as a line of the Eagles being an 11-point favorite. Total on this game, 43.5. I believe that you folks over there at the South Point and Rampart have that number currently up as well. How have you been taking the action in this one? Because I would have to think that the Philadelphia Eagles have been getting quite a bit of the betting attention, whether that be in the straight bets and or in the parlays. Yeah, and they're such a, a well-rounded team this season, Greg. You know, they're the undefeated team and definitely the darlings of the NFC. And uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown has just been this unstoppable. I mean, what an acquisition for Hurts and this offense. And you combine that with a good running game, a solid defense. So we're definitely seeing a lot of parlays and teasers. Naturally, we opened it 44-and-a-half. Public still backing the under. We're at 43-and-a-half at the Rampart and South Point. And, you know, we finally saw some over games this week, but you still have that under trend that's working in favor of the public, if anything. But this week you did see a lot more overs. There were a lot more scoring. Uh, you know, definitely Dallas, they gave up the most points that they've given up all season. You had high-scoring affair between the Bears and Detroit. You know, uh, Fields has just been fabulous. So we, do, we are seeing under action in this Monday night matchup, but uh, that's just been a trend that the public has been following. We've taken so much Eagles money in the future market, and definitely we're seeing a lot of parlays and teasers hooked up from the Sunday action into this Monday night game. So uh, I believe we're going to see even more Eagle money, especially without Carson Wednesday and the way that the, uh, you know, the Washington football team has played. They are not that effective. They are in last place in the NFC East, which has turned out to be a very difficult division, and now you have one of the Super Bowl front runners in the limelight on Monday night. We're definitely going to take a lot of uh, handle on the Eagles, in my opinion, and we thus far have, although the line hasn't moved just yet. We shall see if it does, and Dwayne, I know that you 
now have even less of a break than normal because now you guys have college basketball back in your oh, lives. Yeah. That is very fun for me. I know for bookmakers, it is probably the most difficult sports to be able to book because there's so many games, and I do appreciate the time. Now that we've got all those games back, I'm sure that you need a little bit more rest, so we will let you go. Always do appreciate it, Dwayne. Uh, thanks for having me on, Greg. And, yeah, you keep plugging away and picking those college basket winners. You are the man. Hoops feed us it. And Dwayne Colucci is a man over at the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. Always great to get him aboard. And coming up next, I will give you a preview for Monday Night Football right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season has started, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. It is over 400 pages long, and it's our biggest betting guide ever. You get odds, trends, power rankings, analysis on every single team. Myself, Matt Humans, list goes on and on. Provide predictions for season wins, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, we break down all the 60 coaching changes since last season as well. And the only way to get the guide is by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Give VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. You're able to sign up today at VEASAN.com. Subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the sports betting network. And big thanks to the two gentlemen that joined me the last two segments. Dave Tooley, he does a great job over there covering every single betting market on the face of planet Earth, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, you're able to go down the line. He covers it all for us here at VEASAN. And Dwayne Colucci does a great job over at the Rampart as he is the race and sportsbook director for them. So always do appreciate that. And now it is that time that we take a look at Monday Night Football. And here's a little bit of a pro tip that I'm going to give you guys. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Even if you don't necessarily come out of the gates and fire in on them right away, always be trying to find different markets that perhaps you can take a look and try to find some value with. Don't stay stagnant. Don't always stick with the same old, same old. And the reason why I bring this up is just because I've been having quite a bit of success taking a look at the NFL prop board the last few weeks. And it's been something that's been working out for me. I'm starting to do a little bit more of it. And I used to be a guy that it was just in terms of the NFL, just straight size, just straight totals or yep just three sides and totals but that said when it comes to now the added offerings that we've been seeing really ever since passbo was passed in 2018 you had the east coast books and now with having a more diverse menu out there in terms of being able to bet on these nfl games there's been a lot of value in taking a look at quite a few of these props we've noticed more and more of them on social media but that said well, we'll try to bring you, bring you guys some of these as it is. The Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are an 11-point favorite. Total on this game is 43 and a half. And when it comes to this game, I do think that it's probably going to be a little bit tough for the Washington Commanders to move the ball. But I do think that they have a chance to be able to hang around in this game. And I think that it's very interesting the way that the prop market does shake out for this one. Because the guy that has really been moving the... The, the guy that has been really doing a nice job of moving the chains, doing a good job of just being able to set this team up, as a Miles Sanders. He's currently at 68.5 in terms of his rushing prop, but I do think that this could be a scenario where the Washington Commanders might be able to do a little bit of a solid job of shutting down the ground game. With the Washington Commanders, they've really been able to rise up in recent weeks. They've really needed it with Taylor Heineke taking over at quarterback, but Really, since Heineke has been the quarterback for the team, this team has given up 21 points or fewer in every one of their games. I have actually been quite impressed by what this defense has been able to do. It's a defense that we had a lot of promise for coming into last season because a few years ago when they were able to make the playoffs, they were able to do a rock-solid job 
on that front. And then they just worth themselves last season. I think a big reason why is just to put it politely, they were dealing with all sorts of ailments and they've been one of the top rush defenses in the NFL this season. So I do think that that is something that is important to take note of. Typically with Miles Sanders with a player prop right around 68 and a half, it would just be a very much automatic take on the over. But with the way that the commanders do a good job of being able to bottle guys up, much more trepidation there. You may also recall that we've got a little bit of a data point in terms of when these two teams played a bit earlier this season. The Philadelphia Eagles, they got it done by kind of 24 to 8 as the Eagles. They put up 24 points in the second quarter, and that's really all that they needed. And in that game, Miles Sanders, 15 carries of 46 yards, and Jalen Hurts, he just completely shredded this commander's defense. He got all three of his touchdowns in the second quarter, and well, you had Carson Wentz buying center in that game. Needless to say, Carson Wentz will not be buying center in this game. But what I think is really key for the commanders and where they have really turned the corner, because other than that game, the only game in which they allowed more points, that was in week number two against the Detroit Lions. They've been able to do a very solid job of just being able to create a few more turnovers for one. That is always going to be able to help you out. And for two, they've done a nice job of being able to get pressure on the passer with getting someone like Darren Payne to be able to help out Jonathan Allen. These two guys have been able to combine for 10 sacks this season. They do a very good job in that interior. The Eagles, a way that they're able to combat that is that this is one of the best teams up front in all the NFL. The offensive line has just been built to be able to help out Jalen Hurts. Give all the credit in the world to Jalen Hurts for being able to progress as a quarterback, but a lot of the reason why you're going to find a lot of these quarterbacks, like a Josh Allen, be able to take those strides forward. A big reason why you do see these guys just throughout their career continue to get better is that they have more familiarity with the guys both up front and their skill position players. Like part of the reason why Josh Allen has been able to become the player that he is is for one, the offensive line got better than when he was a rookie. And for two, they bring in Stephon Diggs. And you notice that with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. His name is A.J. Brown. He has been absolutely tremendous for this team all season long. And if you're taking a look at A.J. Brown in terms of his reception prop, because that's always something that I take a look at. It is at five and a half, and you're able to get a plus 125 on it. This would honestly be a spot where I would be taking a look at the over. I think that you've got good value on A.J. Brown really being a go-to guy in this spot. I think that he had a little bit more of a pedestrian week last week for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I do think that he's going to be featured quite a bit. Last time these two teams played, he had five receptions, so that is... A case in which I do think that things are going to iron out a little bit more because in that game, De Devontae Smith, he had eight catches. So I do think that you're going to see the wealth spread around a little bit more. That would be one of the big overs I'd be taking a look at. And honestly, I do think that this is a game that overall it is going to go over. We have noticed the primetime unders. They have been cashing and they have been cashing very heavily. This is a good Philadelphia Eagles team, but the Philadelphia Eagles showed against the Houston Texans in their last game that this is a defense that can be had, and they have now given up at least 17 points in four out of their last five weeks. It doesn't sound like a ton, but in this day and age of the NFL, going up against teams like the Houston Texans, going up against teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they went up against some, shall we say, shaky quarterbacks. They have been a little bit susceptible to the ground game. Now, I do think that it's interesting in terms of the prop market as to what you want to do here in terms of the rushers of the Washington Commanders because you got a pair of guys that they're pretty much dead equal. Antonio Gibson is over-under 34.5. Brian Robinson Jr., his over-under is 33.5. It's all about trying to identify which guy is going to get a few more carries in this game. And you take a look at what the Washington Commanders have done all season long. It always has felt like Antonio Gibson has been sort of 
I don't know. He's sort of been in sort of the doghouse. He sort of hasn't been because they had to go to him just out of necessity when Brian Robinson Jr. was going through the very unfortunate off-the-field incident that he was during the offseason. But you take a look at just the way that the carries have been sort of split between these two all season long, and it is a relatively 50-50 timeshare. You just go back to last week against the Minnesota Vikings. 13 carries for Robinson Jr., 11 carries for Antonio Gibson on this number. Now, obviously, Vikings a little bit of a different defense, but these two guys, 33 and a half and 34 and a half, respectively, both of these guys got to at least 36 yards. So both of them would have been able to get there on this one. I do think that Robinson ultimately gets a few more carries in this game. He's the guy that I'd be taking a look at a little bit more of an over on, but I do think that things are going to be aired out a little bit more as well with Taylor Heineke. Heineke, he just has a little bit more awareness about him than Carson Wentz did. Carson Wentz just had absolutely no idea what he was doing in the pocket, and it just feels like in general, any team that he goes to has absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. He doesn't come off as a bad guy by any stretch of the imagination, but it just doesn't work out. I mean, we have a lot of those people in our lives that we think, man, this is a really good guy and things like that, but things just never work out for them. Carson Wentz, it feels like he's just that guy, and it's not like he's got the world's worst skill set, but he certainly just has not been able to get the job done in general, so that has been very much an issue. I don't know if I'd really want too many overs in terms of player props, in terms of watching commanders, in terms of total receptions, but... I do think that something to take a look at in this game might be perhaps Jalen Hurts to throw an interception because I mentioned that the Washington Commanders, they've been doing a much better job of being able to get pressure on the quarterback. Last time Jalen Hurts took the field against the Commanders, no interceptions were thrown in this game, but at least by him because, well, yeah, Carson Wentz turned the ball over a few times. That is not going to be happening in this game because we're not going to be seeing Carson Wentz, but I do think that this is a commander secondary that is really starting to bear down. I like the way that these guys have been able to play, and I think that that's going to keep them very live in this game. As a result, I am going to be taking the points with the Washington Commanders. I think we went up a little bit too lofty, anything of pretty much a 10 or greater because I felt like the buy point for me on the Eagles would have been a 9.5. It started out as 10, and from the 10, it went to 11, and now it's just a little bit too out of sorts. But I think that the Commanders get a little bit of pressure on Hurts. I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles, they're probably going to be able to get to right around four touchdowns in this game. So I do think that you're going to be able to get quite a bit of scoring in this game. As a result, I'm taking a look at this full game over of a 43 and a half. I also like Jalen Hurts to be able to throw an interception. Brian Robinson over his player prop of 33 and a half rushing yards. And I'm going to be taking the points with the Washington Commanders. Now in hour number two, we're going to be going from a little football and we're going to leave things off with college basketball. No fears. We've got a lot of football coming up in hour number two, but we lead off with my DK Nation pick for college basketball next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.